and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. We got a special edition here tonight, yes, a road tripping edition with two special guests. First, we have Defender for uh, Bradley Club Soccer and the president of Sigma Phi Epsilon, Scott Pogatetz, and weightlifting extraordinaire and overall big loss, Jake Glassman. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. Doing pretty well. No, no better here. way to spend your Valentine's Day Context: We're on a road trip. We're going from Peoria to the great city. Is it city? Town? Town? Suburb? Village? Suburb? Yeah. Uh, of Lombard, Illinois, for our Carlson Leadership Retreat, I believe. Yes. Called. Yes. Uh, you wouldn't know it by listening to the podcast, but we're apparently leaders in the yes, Mitchell is the <laughs> vice president of membership development. I'm the vice president of programming. We're the vice president of recruitment, and the president, as Mitchell said. We're gonna kick things off. Uh, they might have some things to say, but we figured, hey, you know, we want a better time to go to a, to shoot a podcast and driving across the great state, uh, state of Illinois on our lovely Valentine's Day. Uh, so we're gonna kick it off. We got some, we got some Astros. You know, no, no more NFL. Uh, so we're just making do with what we have, which is uh, crapping on the cheater scumbags that are the Houston Astros. Well, yeah, the Astros continue to make headlines this week. Their owner, Jim Crane, he came out and issued an apology. Yeah, and I'll let you guys massive quotations on apology. And if you haven't heard it yet, I'll let you guys hear it right now. Uh, Here's a clip from part of his apology. If you, if, you, if you guys couldn't make that one out, it was the Conor McGregor. I'd like to have uh, apologize to absolutely no one. <laughs> Here's the actual Jim Crane uh, clip. Uh, we can pull it up. Um, we're not going to pull it up because Mitch's phone quality is absolute garbage. Um, Oh, yeah, and we got so good. phone clips on your, in your goddamn... I'm trying to bring some production value. But basically, Jim Crane said, in our opinion, it didn't impact... Uh, the cheating did not impact the game. And then 55 seconds later, uh, he was asked a question about that. And he's like, well, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Yeah, like, I mean, yes, you just the, did. The first thing, first things first, I think Cody Bellinger had a, a little interview today, mini one, where he said that it was, it was, it was weak, and I think that's a pretty good way to describe it. It was just, you know, you, you look with, like, no spine if you're gonna get caught red-handed cheating with this whole investigation, and go up here and then uh, waffle with your statements. I mean, we had Dallas Keuchel, who wants to talk about, you know, the bad teammates, and then we want to have uh, the owner come out, and he said, oh, it didn't really impact the game. The other guy saying, hey, you know, well, we won the World Series, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I know the AJ Hinch went on an earlier interview and basically just like walked around the question, tiptoed around it, you know, like, is this gonna is this gonna, you know, impact how people view the Astros? And he said, you know, I can't make that up. And basically, like, none of these guys are giving a concrete statement about everything. And it, it and Cody Bellinger said, like, as an athlete, like he's lost all respect for them. Uh, I think, you know, Altuve's MVP is, you know, totally with an asterisk behind it. And I think a lot of what the Astros have done the last three years, like it, three full seasons of cheating. <laughs> That's gone out the window. Like, it may, you know, people want this title to be stripped. I don't know if that's going to happen. That'd be a little hard to do with the whole Reggie Bush fashion like that. Uh, but I think whenever people talk about these championships, uh, with the fans trying to celebrate it or uh, the memories of the championship they won, people are going to say, no way. No, you, you, you cheated the whole time. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, my big takeaway uh, from it was, first off, you know, the lack of accountability there. Yeah. They, had, they planned yeah. for this PR statement. And it yeah. was still a disaster. Yeah, so that was bad. after they planned yeah, it, and yeah. they came out looking worse 
than when they came in, and which is horrible. Um, and then with the AJ Hinch interview too, they asked him about the buzzers, and he kind of walked around the question. There's no doubt in my mind that they definitely use buzzers. Oh, absolutely. Because say you're a shoplifter, and you start stealing stuff, you don't stop stealing until you get caught. It's the same thing with cheating. You're telling me they cheated in 2017, they cheated in 2018, and all of a sudden they found a moral code and then stopped in 2019? I don't think so. The circumstantial evidence with Altuve not wanting his shirt ripped off after hitting the whole lot of Chapman was very uh, damning, to say the least. Um, And then Jim Crane comes out and he's like, oh, I don't think it impacted the game at all. Like, you sound sound horrible. Uh, None of the players got suspended. And you know what? I'm glad. I heard Tim Anderson came on the Yes Network. Uh, earlier this week, and he was talking about it. He's like, hey, you know what? If they suspend him, who are we going to play? We'll, we'll just meet him on the field. And I didn't think uh, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be bad for baseball, whatever. I actually disagree. I think this is going to be great for baseball. Because, number one, during super, uh, football season in the playoffs, what were we talking about? Baseball. Baseball yeah, was a topic. Sure. Right now, baseball is still a topic. When they play, they come to your town, it's going to be must-watch television. Yeah. They're going to get booed everywhere you go. And sports need a villain. When LeBron left to Miami, villain. Yeah. Ratings go up. Now the Astros distinct villain because especially last year, the villain like baseball doesn't have like many characters. Yeah. And a lot of times people get ticked off like Tim Anderson bad flips and then baseball gets mad at him. Yeah. Like the, the culture of baseball is like the villain. We're like, oh, you know, we're all uptight, you know, we're about our history. Yeah. Where now we have an actual villain to point at in the Astros. So I think it's gonna be great for the game of baseball. We got some rivalries coming now. I think it's gonna be fantastic. People are gonna be throwing at them. Yes. I mean, this guy has never stops talking. He's always has something to say. Uh, yeah, every issue about, 
comes up. He's, he, he's got to put his two cents he, in. He loves complaining about every other team, and now all of a sudden he's quiet, and he's like, well, you know, it's not really my place to say, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, now you're quiet. Hey, you're sick of him. You're yeah. sick of him. Uh, speaking of baseball, baseball has also been a little crosshairs for two reasons. The first one of is the new playoff format, uh, which we'll get to. And the second reason is Trevor Bauer recently had a video, um, a little interview. I actually don't know what the interview he did, um, was what the topic was. Yeah. But it was, it was basically baseball marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll go with the playoffs first. So the new the new format is, I believe, seven teams from each uh, each conference make the playoffs. So over half the league is going to make it. Yes. Or a little bit, little bit under 14 teams then. Yeah, so 14. Uh, and then the top... Top two seeds get a buy. The, the top, the number one seeds get a buy, I should say. So two teams total get a buy, and you have six in the conference, and they pick based on seeding. The number two seed yeah. gets to pick their opponent, and then everyone else just gets matched up. And I think it's a best of five. So, uh, what? Yeah, three or five. I don't remember. Um, the, the wild card game would be done away with. And I'll, you're the baseball peers. So I'll let you go first. What pros cons? How do you feel about this? I think it's horrible. I think because the two seed you're doing a disservice. So all of a sudden you get a two seed. You had a great record. And you got to pick your opponent. So now that's just given automatic bulletin board material, whether you pick a bad team or not. So yeah. they get automatic ammunition. You're putting them at a disservice. That's number one. Number two is you have oh, just under half the teams making it. So you're going to have teams with around like 80 wins making the playoffs. So that kind of cheapens how hard it is to make it to the postseason to begin with. And it's encouraging mediocrity like the NBA. Because like right now you have the Bulls who are terrible. They're dumpster fire, but they still have a chance of making the playoffs. And I don't want baseball to become that either. Sounds like a cash drag, a cash grab. I don't like it. And then two, the number one seed. Now, like, because like baseball is about repetition. Yeah. You're playing 162 games. You get in the rhythm. You see teams that get hot in October. It's like a big, uh, big deal for them. Yeah. So you're gonna have the one seed. They're gonna have a layoff. They have a bye. So now there's number one starter that's gonna have to take like six or seven extra days off that they initially doesn't have. That's gonna throw them out of rhythm. They're gonna be rusty. You're doing a disservice well, to the one seed. They already have. They would already have a bye. Right, no, let's have, they don't really have a bike, because the wild card game's like two days. That's fair. So now you're going to have a series you have to wait for on top of that. You're just sitting around waiting, and it's not it's not good. You're doing them a disservice. It's not like football where you can, like, recover and heal. Baseball's not that type of sport where you, you have that low layoff. I mean, you got, you got a, starter, a couple of starters who's gas. You got a couple of injuries. You want to heal from that. Think for a physicality overall, no. I, it's going to do them. The people, they're all about repetition, and now that's going to be thrown off and they're just sitting there with that long layoff. They're going to have a team that's coming off a series win that's hot and has to play them, and they're going to... It's, it's, I don't like the whole thing. Not a fan. I think... I understand why they're doing it. They want to spice it up. Like they said, that, uh, with the pill-picking thing, there was going to be a like an additional like show to pick them from. Um, I think like a lot of fans want to see this happen because, like you said, you know, you're going to have... Gonna have you have some pettiness in baseball. You get to pick your opponents, um, stuff like that. I understand it. I, under, I I can totally see both sides of this, the pros and the cons. I don't think they're going to do it. And also, I think the the wild card game is underrated. You know, the one, one oh. game where you had an underdog in the fight, and you know maybe a team barely sneaks in the playoffs, um, and then they have a one game to you know. Uh, I think I think the, the Cubs Pirates yeah, uh, game back. I love that was the wild a fantastic card game. Well, you, I mean, you got nine innings. And you either can you, you, you got the whole season, one hundred sixty-two games, yeah. not in line with one game. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, but I can see why they do it, and I can I, I I understand why because I think baseball has a problem where they're kind of losing out on a generation of fans right now, where there's kind of a gap that's being missed because baseball is that you look at the numbers, it's not great right now. Okay. And I, I I understand your point though. If if you get like a 
you know, because you know, say, oh, if you're, if you're the Padres and you're behind, you know, the, the, the Dodgers, you know, you get a chance yeah, at small market teams making playoffs. But then again, I don't want to see small market teams making playoffs. Like, if you're not, if you don't have, if you are a small market team and you get up there to get two or three seed, that's a different story. But like I said, if you got an 81 team who's not particularly fun or enjoyable to watch, nothing special about them making playoffs, you might have that, like, pettiness factor if you get picked. But at the same time, you're going to be watching a not great baseball team compete in the playoffs. And let me also say that, Scott, are you a baseball fan? Not really. Exactly. Okay, so if with, now that you see a two seed gets to pick who they want to play, does that make you want to watch the playoffs? So, like, what do you mean? Like, so, like, yeah, so, so, say Sigat made the playoffs, they'd be like, okay, we have Pike, Lambda, and I don't know, I say, and we get to pick who we play. So, you, so theoretically, we're picking the worst team. Yeah. So like usually yeah. you like and then it works by seeding, right? You're the one seed you play the yeah, eight. Yeah. Where instead you're just picking the opponent you want. Would that make you want to watch baseball if like you're like, oh, the Yankees get to pick who they want? I I mean like I feel like they're just gonna pick the bad teams. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's gonna, I don't know if it's gonna. I think it's gonna make the playoffs more exciting. More yeah. It definitely, it, yeah, it definitely it. adds a level of interest to it. But I feel like if you're picking. Um, a certain team, that team's gonna get a morale boost from you picking them. They're gonna be a little bit excited for you to, yeah. to like to play you. Exactly. They feel themselves. Like, oh, they they picked us. All the way through they ourselves. Suck, team. Like, let's go. Exactly. I feel like yeah. it'll definitely yeah. introduce like a new level of strategy and also like some hype of like, oh, who do you think they're gonna pick to play? Yeah. yeah. It would definitely do that. But like, as a non-baseball fan, just because of that aspect being introduced, would you all of a sudden be like, oh no, I want to watch baseball because of that? I don't think the average person. It's not gonna change my mind about it. I mean, what if you even get get a Tim Anderson sound off or something like that? That'd make a lot of that'd make a lot of Chicago fans who don't necessarily have a dog in the fight. As soon as you get you get like a rivalry going on, you'd be like, oh man, I kind of want to check this out. Here's my other thing too: the White Sox haven't been the playoffs since 2008. I have waited a long time for them to start building a contender to be one of the elite upper echelon teams, and now you're telling me all that waiting is just gonna get thrown away with this new rule where they could have made it being mediocre in these like past couple years. And I feel like you gotta earn it to make the playoffs. That's what's special about making the playoffs and winning a World Series. And now any like old Joe with 80 wins is gonna come waltzing into the playoffs. And that it cheapens it. They cheapens yeah, the brand. I think they're gonna use this to. Um, so I know they've been talking about shortening the games in a season. So if they implement this, do you think they're gonna lead into shortening the uh, overall season. games in the season? Yeah. Oh, I hope not. I, that's one of the other things I like is because it's a marathon. I, I don't think so yet, but I think they're more interested in shorting the playing time, which I think is also stupid because right now with all the rules, it's gonna go from a three-hour-long game to two-hour or two hours fifty-seven minutes. So that's not even that big of a difference. But um, I think that's what they're more concerned about is shorting and, the shortage. And so speaking, speaking of uh, of concerns, and our mic just cut out. Oh Jesus! Yep, there, oh, there we, go. we go. There we go. The mic is back. The mic is back. That's 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 something. Technical difficulties. We are once again in the backseat of a, a what is a Hyundai 2012 Chevy Cruze. 2012 yeah. Chevy Cruze. Well, been doing a fine job in the cockpit yes. up there yeah. too. I must say, very enjoyable. Uh, as we we, I, it's unfortunate <laughs> the sun is down because we're missing out on a lot of cornfields that we could be observing. Beautiful scenery. The next thing on. with baseball, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll make this real quick. I have all interesting things to say. Uh, Trevor Bauer recently had an issue with the baseball, with the MLB and the rules saying, you know, I think it was sparked because of this playoff thing. He obviously yeah. said, um, you know, it's it's a bunch of garbage. I don't think the players want to see it at all. Um, but he was basically talking about how the MLB, they try and centralize content 
and how it's not working. People can't see those Twitter videos and stuff like that. In addition to um, talking about some of the more arbitrary rules that the MLB has put in place with like the three uh, three color cleats and stuff like that. And I saw a lot of people agreeing with him. But I think what, what baseball players and fans don't realize is that the issue, MLB is doing a poor job marketing players. And I agree that the, that that fact is is very much true. And I think I've been pretty vocal about uh, you know Mike Trout is out here. He's one of the he's probably, he might be one of the, he might do it down as one of the greatest baseball players of all time. His career is all said and done, and no one gives a rip about him because he plays on a terrible Los Angeles Angels team. And no one you don't no see one's him. gonna watch his games at yeah. like nine o'clock at night. You yeah, don't see any highlights of him. And, it, and I think but I think the the fact of the matter is is that when it comes to baseball's problems. It's that this like this generation of sports fans and viewers in general, they want to see individualism. The sports that are doing well, that are making the big bucks, um, are the sports that have players that can mean more than the, than the team. And baseball, you're never going to get that. It's, it, it just doesn't happen. You, you want to go to see Mike Trout play? Sure, you can go watch his four at-bats and stand in left field or whatever. It, 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 it just it is not possible for MLB teams to market their players that much because it's the ML, the baseball is one of the biggest team sports there is and they totally the, the game squashes individualism you don't you can't have one player carry a team to the playoffs you can't have LeBron leading a terrible Cleveland in uh, Cleveland team to the finals like we, we just don't get that you don't get uh, the Patrick Mahomes as play because no one cares about the Kansas City Chiefs that much but they got their star quarterback and now all of a sudden everyone's tuning well, in I, I think you could market it probably Javi Baez is a fun player to watch I would be I would yeah, love that. I like watching him play but he's, um, he's a rare player uh, Ronald Acuna another flashy guy that I would like watching and you can market him it's the problem is they don't it's like their social media campaigns aren't great they say let the kids play but then they suspend Tim Anderson for showing that's, personality that's my second point is they, the, the more the other reason, and I've been pretty vocal about this, is that it is disin- it is not encouraged for MLB players to celebrate. You want to talk about the exciting games, you think Tim Anderson, Javi Baez, uh, Frankie Lindor, well, you said Acuna, and they're the dudes who are getting thrown at for, you know, doing arbitrary stuff. Tim Anderson, God forbid, he celebrates a home run, and then someone's throwing it as butt. Well, you can't, if you're going to continue to do this, like, stupid, whiny, you know, complaining culture of eh, the smallest things pissing people off, like, you got to get the Yadier Molinas out of there. If Yadier Molinas going to start, you know, jawing uh, well, yeah, off guys. And Trevor Bauer said this, too, like, baseball's not on the same page as yeah. far as, like, half of them are like, I want to show my personality. The other half are like, oh, let's defend it. It's, like, counterintuitive. Yeah. And also going off of that, uh, like, uh, Chris Russo, who's a broadcaster for SiriusXM, he came to Bradley uh, last year uh, for the Steiner Symposium. And his big argument, uh, argument against baseball was, like, for the Super Bowl, it's nationally televised. Everyone can see it. Yeah. The baseball playoffs, it's on FS1. Yep. So if we're at a hotel, like we're going to this weekend and the playoffs are going on, we could not watch it yeah. because it's not nationally televised. It's one of the only sports where the playoffs, to get to the World Series, is on FS1. That's yeah. horrible. So it's like hard to get clips out when you're doing that for your social media. Yep. It's hard to showcase players when they have only a small portion that's able to view it. Yeah, so, yeah and I totally agree. I think, well, Trevor Bauer, I think the knee-jerk reaction is to just, you know, uh, well, the other thing, the blackouts too. Yeah. The blackouts is huge. You know, if you want to get MLB TV, there's some areas where you can't watch your favorite team play, um, and that's a huge problem. And I think there's a there's a lot of different reasons. I think it's easy to come at the brand of the MLB because um, I do think they do a pretty poor job. They're trying, but they do a pretty 
they don't do as great of a job as the NBA or the NFL is marketing their players. Um, I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, uh, the nickname jerseys, you want to put nicknames on the jerseys and make them all white, all black, those were the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, you got to do a better job, but I think the MLB as a whole has a problem, um, like you said, with the attitude. If you want to have that flair, you want to have, you want to have these young guns, like, show out, like, you want to have, uh, the John Morant's, uh, of the world, because John Morant is on a terrible Memphis Grizzly team, who isn't, that, that team, that franchise is not popular, they're fairly irrelevant, but the fact that this kid can do, go out there and play and go against the best, that's what's making them popular, and the MLB, they don't have that, yep. you know, Ronald Acuna tries to, tries to they, they say, oh, he hot-dogged in that home run in the playoffs against the Cardinals, and everyone's, everyone's mad at the kid, who's, what, 22, yep. for celebrating a home run in the playoffs, God forbid we have some flashiness in the sport. That's what's killing the game right now. And if you want to get on, if, if the MLB wants to continue to thrive, they have to fix that. Well, moving on from marketing, XFLs came out. New yes, speaking of marketing, came yes. Out. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll defer to our guest here. Jake, I know you were playing, uh, putting a couple bets down on the yeah, XFL game. What are your initial thoughts yeah. on the XFL here? Okay, so I thoroughly enjoy the XFL a lot. I love the idea. I love the rule changes that's going to keep fans inclined to keep watching the sport. It's obviously different from the NFL rules. Do I think it's going to last? I don't know. I feel like it's all up in the air. There's a lot of people saying it's not going to last. There's a lot of people that are on the bandwagon right now. I hope it lasts. But the thing is, is that football is like, it's so popular in the United States, right? But and it, it, other countries, they, they don't know like the rules of football. They don't, they don't tune in to watch NFL games very rarely. That's why the NFL is moving over to... Um, England and all that, trying to get more viewers to tune in. Um, other leagues like the NHL, they bring in uh, countries from all over the world. You know, uh, soccer leagues bring countries from all over the world. Um, NBA, same thing. So with the XFL, it's trying to bring in those guys from the United States. They're trying to market it um, a lot more. Um, I was impressed with some teams, but uh, other teams, it was very, it was hard to watch. Um, some of the teams play. Um, I, be, I believe the Miami Vipers is that yeah, the name. Yeah, that was tough. Tampa Bay Vipers. Yeah, Tampa Bay Vipers. With Mark Trestman, yeah. Brought back flashbacks. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It brought, brought back some PTSD for me for the Mark Trestman offense. Um, but Aaron Murray, that uh, starting quarterback, he had no idea what he was doing. He looked lost. On one of the plays, he called out to his running back and said, you're getting the ball next. And the... Uh, the opposing team's linebackers proceeded to swarm the running back instantly. Um, it was it was hard to watch. Uh, they had a second string QB in that game who, who had a couple of reps, and everyone was wondering why he didn't play because he uh, he was playing much better than Aaron Murray. He looked like he hadn't touched the football in his life. Um, Cardell Jones impressed me a lot, actually. He he looked very good. Um, that's to be expected. He, he was he was drafted, I believe. So he has some NFL experience, even if it was just on a practice squad team. Um, but the play calling for that game was like very surprising. I don't know if you guys saw the trick play that they yeah, they nice. ran. That was a great play. Yeah. Um, so um, I would say disappointed in some of the the team's chemistry. You know, it should be, get better. But um, I was uh, I was impressed by the the way that they um, had the camera crews going around and getting all that footage in and yeah. uh, interviewing the players. And I was impressed also with the Houston quarterback. He looked phenomenal out there. He's an old dog. Um, played a couple seasons in the NFL. Um, so he the Houston and um, uh, DC team should be yeah. very good, very fun to watch. So uh, well, whether the league lasts or not, I can guarantee you that the NFL is going to steal some stuff from here. 
Because I actually yeah. thought yeah. it looked like a legit league. It didn't look like a bunch of like some pickup game. I mean, the talent, yeah, there's a little bit of a talent gap, but all minor leagues are. Yeah. Um, but I thought the kickoff rule was kind of cool. Uh, I like rule statistically. I, I like it a lot. I think yeah. NFL is going to take that. I like the transparency where they had everyone mic'd up. That you could hear the refs talking through the calls. You yeah. hear the replay process. I love that transparency, so you know what they're thinking. Um, I like hearing the coaches too. You're talking about like they're calling out with the running back. I loved everyone being mic'd up there. Um, and, you know, and I thought there, there was a couple decent guys that like talent-wise. I'm like, okay, not bad. It wasn't it wasn't awful. Like uh, Cardell Jones is good. Demorne Pearson he got cut from the Raiders uh, on hard knocks this year, but he used to play for Nebraska and he was a stud. He was a great kickoff returner, so I recognized him. Uh, Dunbar, the running back, uh, he used to be played for the Cowboys. I believe he's on the Battle Hawks uh, now, too. So there's there's a couple guys in that league that are talented, but I mean, lack of talent, as long as the product, product, product. The WNBA, you know, that still survives, and it's not yeah. as great as, like, the uh, I mean, uh, NBA oh, talent. Oh, there we go. Uh, I, I have three things about the AF, and I'll try to write them off. XFL. XFL. Yeah, eight. Oh, that's AF. Well, I'm already thinking about the AF. Um, first of all, it's not going to last. Um, I, I'll give a three more weeks until it's dead um, for a couple reasons. First of all, if you like, if you want to have a lower league, that's fine. That makes sense. Pretty much every sport in the world has that. Um, we got the G League, we got minor league baseball, soccer's got, I mean, EPL's got like 13 divisions going down to amateur league. Um, but what they have is they have history. They, they have the talents low, they don't have big names, but they have history. And so if, you have, if you've had an XFL from a long time ago, that would last because, you know, you have the... Well, the every people, league has to start at year one. How do you gain that history? you got to start somewhere. Because they all start at the same time. Did they know? Yes. Like you talk, we don't talk about Leeds United. Leeds United is one of the most famous soccer teams in the world, and, and they stink. It's because they have the history. Regardless, that's just something the XFL doesn't have, and it, that's why the NFL's been around for 100 years. They're not going to be able to catch up. Well, you said number every two, league starts number at year two. one. Number two. That's a bad point. Every league starts at year one. you got to gain some history somewhere. You can't be like, well, there's well, no history. Don't build a new league. Well, it, 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 they can't. It, it, it's, it's pointless now. Unless you're going to completely revamp and create your, a new sport or something like that, complete something see, uh, like absolutely new, you're, you can't just knock off the NFL. Well, what's the most popular sport in America? Football. American football. And what does the uh, well, no, sports listen. lack in the spring? There's no football. So that's filling that void. And the ratings are pretty good week one. Well, People want to watch We said the same thing about the goddamn AAF. AAF is bankrupt. There's no money in that league. There's league money back in this. Yes, there's a Here's another reason. Another reason it's not gonna. It's not gonna last. Like like we said with the talent, the talent is not there, and we're gonna see that players from the XFL, the good ones, are gonna get caught up by the NFL, and they're gonna stick around. We I know there's I know for the Broncos, there's a quarterback from the AF. They, they, they pick and poach the best players, and then the best players are going to... Because I agree that there is good talent in this league, but it's all going to go to the NFL as soon as they get the chance. And the, uh, another reason is I feel... One of the reasons I had, you know, a weird feelings towards this league because I kind of feel bad. A lot of it feels extremely gimmicky. Kind of like they're trying to change it up, and they're trying to make it, you know, game show-esque or uh, with, the, with this disparity. And But there's actually... I mean, these guys are trying to make something out of their lives. They're trying to make something out of their careers that kind of fallen off and so I felt bad that like a lot of people are <coughs> I'm losing my voice a lot of people are making fun of the XFL I know I was uh, you scroll Twitter it was a lot of jokes where it's like some of these guys are trying to make something out of their lives um, yeah. and then, and then the, the talent disparity is, is not 
it's not going to be enough to keep this league around. I mean, the names are what keep it around, keep leagues around, keep teams uh, invested. All you need is like one or two uh, star players, and that can keep a team around. I mean, well, we're talking, and, and the XFL, they're not going to have that. Football. Okay. Go ahead. You go, you go right. first. Um, so that brings me to a good point, Marshall. When you were saying that these guys are trying to like obviously make a job and everything, they they were either cut from NFL teams, undrafted. Some of them played a couple years and, and um, fell off the NFL team. So I feel like that brings a uh, really good watchability to the XFL because it's been debated for pretty much years that college football players play harder than NFL players because they have something to prove. They're trying to get earn that paycheck. Once NFL players earn that paycheck, it's very easy to sit around, you know, no, you know, take it off really. easy. <laughs> but that's debated. It's debated. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's been debated. So for these guys to go from something go from nothing to something and are trying to prove themselves and get jobs in the NFL they could be playing their hearts out in these games and going off that the only reason these guys are still playing is for the love of football exactly. there's no reason yeah. they'd be beating themselves up after they've been cut obviously from the NFL and played all in college they're playing for the love of football so they're playing hard and as far as the no star power thing I mean the NFL doesn't survive on star power the shield is bigger than the player I mean you see that the in New England the they NFL don't care about survives. stars the they NFL, do not yeah the NFL no, the, the, the team the team brand is bigger than any individual player. Like, they had no problem getting rid of Antonio Brown like that. Star player, very marketable. He's out of the league. No one cares. People still watch. The ratings still go up. So star power is not a big thing. People dislike football. It's it, just it, a matter it, of, it like, the product they're putting out. Well, and it, it keeps people around. Well, what team? The, like you said, the teams are bigger, but we have... Uh, people aren't invested in the teams, so they need a star. They need that one guy. Like you said, and I think, and I agree. I'm not saying I don't respect the league. I'm not saying it's useless. Um, but I, I don't think that I don't think it's gonna last because, like, you got like when you're you're a guy right now is like Cardell Jones and the punter Marquette King. Like, come on, like it, it's it's just not gonna last. I will by week three, we'll have a good idea. If yeah, things are still up because it's like a new yeah. league. It's exciting. Because but the AAF, there was a couple, there was a couple sound like. On pure popularity, they fell off so hard after week, from weeks one to two. It's hard, and you can cherry pick all the stats you want. Oh, you know, uh, all the NBA games weren't the the numbers weren't as high as the XFL, which of course is true. It's something new. It's like a spectacle to watch. Um, but I don't think I don't think they take themselves as seriously. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, this is just the, the NFL with no rules. I mean, yeah, but. You can you can kind of make that argument that it's like the new fun NFL, but it's gonna get old after a while. People aren't gonna take people aren't gonna be taking it seriously after a couple weeks, and I don't think it's gonna last. People tune in to watch the combine, which is basically guys in track shorts, weightlifting, and because running around in because underwear. Because it's so. the NFL. That's why it's because the NFL. Also, if you want to watch, hungry for football. And if there's a football you, game, if you want to watch a disparity, if you want to watch like football on the NFL, we have college football. I mean, I, that's, we, not in the, that's not in the spring. I know. No but, football but, in the spring, so people are going to watch it. Dude, there are so many people who would rather watch a Joe Burrow highlight tape hey, than listen, an XFL football listen, game. I, I mean, I'm not, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but the G League, no one watches that. That still survives. I think yeah. the league could survive. Well, Especially because you, you got Vince the, McMahon I, I would, or Jim McMahon. I would, I would argue no, against when you said people wouldn't want to watch the XFL. Did you see those stadiums? I know it was day one, but I it feel was, like those are going to be close to sold out almost every game. We tried to, we tried to get tickets, and there, there, there's a lot of them sold out for like the rest of them, or not sold out, but it was a it was a hard ticket to get midway midway through the year. Yeah. Well, Mike, what are you talking about? The combine. If you want to watch the next level, like another week, go back to college football. If you want to watch the next level of NFL talent, go back to college football. I will watch we an got XFL game any day and some guy running a 40-yard dash in his underwear. <laughs> I, that's, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, that's good. I mean, 
I would too, but at the same time, like the ratings aren't gonna be the people. People want to see the name recognition. There are there are college football. There are dudes who play one year at college football and are extremely more recognizable than the best XFL player there is. Now I will say one. This is never gonna happen. But if the XFL wanted to wanted to keep going, they could do it if they used soccer style relegation. Imagine if you were the worst NFL team. Versus the best XFL team, like and they had to play each other, and then say the the Battle Hawks beat the you know the Redskins, and they'd swap spots. Now that would be something to watch. Never in the million years would ever happen, never but yeah. it would be absolutely insane. And Especially I would love it with the team's budgets. It's just it doesn't function the same way yeah. that English soccer does. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's not impossible. Exactly. But, yeah, but that would that, be a great best. Because, that would add drama to the sport. Yeah, definitely. because that's where you get there's like a direct pipeline from the G League to the NBA to uh, uh, college football to NFL from the AHL to NHL they're they're like they're they're one and the same and it's just a pipeline it's just a lower tier whereas you can't have I mean right now it's you go high school football college football NFL you can't really have this weird middleman XFL in there where it's like if you want to play college but you don't get enough to make it the NFL, you go to the XFL. It, it just doesn't fit into the system that they already have put in place. And that's what it's just not, it's hey, not, it's going to lose. Well, we'll see. I think by week three, we check back in and see how it's going. But I think this one, I mean, well, I, I always root for these upstart leagues. Um, yeah, I mean. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, but I think this one has a legitimate shot. Of, will it last? I don't know. But I think this one does have a legitimate chance, much better than the AAF. Also, and. Another another thing, real quick, real quick. I know the NFL's not on, but baseball's about to start, and the NBA is about to get into the second half of the season. We're gonna get the, the stating, the, the the rankings. They matter now. The standings matter now. There are gonna be teams who are trying to make a playoff push. I mean, that is gonna quickly make people forget about the XFL, and it's gonna go away in four weeks. I'll, I'll give it week five. I think it'll be dead. I think it'll be pretty much dead. We shall week five. See. Speaking of the NBA, they're in the All-Star team. We got quick. Uh, team Stephen A. Smith or Team uh, Michael Wilbon for the All-Star Challenge, All-Star Game. Uh, team All-Star. Stephen A. Stephen A. All the way, baby. More celebrity firepower on that one. Yeah, I think they have. Uh, they got Spice Adams on that team. Um, but that was it. We'll wrap. We'll wrap it up here. I know uh, NBA second half of the season. We'll be catching that up uh, quickly. I don't think we've talked about the NBA like at all. Nah, uh, there really isn't much to talk about. Hey, Celtics. Celtics. Uh, Celtics Clippers last night, double overtime. Clippers are losing. Clippers are losing a, a couple more games than they should be with the amount of power they have on the team, in my opinion. But we'll get we'll get to that second half, uh, along with baseball. I believe we have 42 days until opening day. It's catching up. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll let our we'll let our guests have a little parting word to the Dortmund dispute crowd. If you have anything to say? Say it now. You're famous. For hey, I know. I know. Wiseman. This is a hot topic. He hated the Star Wars movie. You got a platform now. Let it rip, yeah. baby. Um. Oh, I absolutely hated that movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to start. If there even is a starting point. Um. The the writer. Uh, I believe his name. I, Ryan. What's I know, his name? It was uh, JJ. Was that JJ? No, that's yeah. the director. Well, it doesn't matter his name. Um, he's a bomb, anyways. He wrote the Batman vs Superman movie. That, that was, was absolutely atrocious. That was. If someone handed me a script, if someone handed me a movie script when I was in third grade and said write a movie, I would have wrote a better script than that um, for both Star Wars and Batman vs Superman. This guy is is insane. I don't know what. 
I don't know how anyone could enjoy this movie. If you enjoy this movie, I'm sorry for you. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to insult you, but I'm also. I'm alluding that you have a low IQ in, in some way. Um, so I, I could. I could barely. I could barely sit through that movie. Um, I didn't fall asleep. I. It was a. I had a veins bulging through my forehead and just anger and disappointment. Uh, uh, Adam Driver. Those movies made me hate Adam Driver. Um, I just story, watched dude. the movie Marriage Story, and he was phenomenal. Was I, I, love, I love the actor. Yeah, I love the actor. So now I'm even more mad at the movie because of the waste of talent that they had with him. He was terrible. They're introducing characters in the last movie. Think about if you watched uh, what's the, what's the last Star Wars movie? I, I can't think uh, of it. Uh, Return. Return of the Jedi, I believe. Is that the last no, one? Of the original six. Yeah, of the original six. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Imagine if you watch Return of the Jedi and they're introducing ten characters at the end where you have no idea whose name, what names they, yeah, they have. You're, you're just lost. Back, you're just lost. If anyone could tell me the, the woman that they introduced in the end with the buck teeth, it'll be my guest. <laughs> no one knows her name. Exactly. Who? Um, the what plot holes in that movie. Oh, I, I can't even, I can't I even count them. You know, the amount of plot holes and just the crazy, just upside down plot and they're going from planet to planet. Um, it was atrocious. I felt sick to my stomach when I watched it. Um, when I would oh, talk so to people, really when they when I would talk to people and they, and they said, "Oh, I enjoyed it. I really liked it." it. Right. Uh, I I would get very I'm mad. I'd get very angry. No, no, no. You have, to, you have one of those. It wasn't a good movie. Well, I was there. I got some lightsaber battles. You do, know. do you like the Do you like the Lord of the Rings movies? I do. They're so good. They're so good, right? Yeah. yeah. They have such a good budget, such a big fan bases, such good fan bases. Why did Star Wars have to mess up these movies? If yeah. Lord of the Rings could could kill it, and, and everyone the loves them. The Hobbit, they tried to mess it up. They, oh, they the tried, yeah. As you know, these, but they did throw. You know, yeah, the Hobbit was not Hobbit great. movies. People want these movies um, to be to be taken off of canon. They don't want them to be canon. They don't want them to be part I mean, of the I, Star Wars movies. I am completely fine with that. I think they were so unnecessary. They were cash cows for Disney to fund their Mandalorian uh, project. Uh, they fund all this other stuff. Yeah, they don't care about the how these movies do. They just want money from Since them. Since we're on the movie topic, so, you, did you uh, watch the Oscars? The Oscars. I mean, yeah. none of us are yeah. okay. Hey, you got to... They might would watch the Oscars. You know, are you saying only women watch the Oscars? The Oscars is like the women's Super Bowl. No, this is so false. This is so false. It's not even remote. I will guarantee you more men watch the Oscars. I would say the Grammys are more of Yeah, the Grammys. The Grammys. Are you saying women like movies more than men? No, no, no. Carpet stuff beforehand is like, that's like the women's Super Bowl. They'll go watch like who's wearing what, you know. Like guys will watch it, but I think women care about it. I don't know what you're smoking right now. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a poor, that's a poor that's sermon like a, to make. No, I mean, you want, you want the delivering room. Everyone was watching the Oscar. Uh, Eminem yeah. performed. Lose ah, yourself. Yeah. You see Scorsese's expression that's going on? He's happy to leave. That was funny. I mean, I, I mean, you know, hey, hey, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, actors and actresses and directors there. I think uh, Lose Yourself just turned 18, and I know uh, people in Hollywood love that. So, Well, this got me thinking. We were, I was watching the greatest movie ever made last night, Goodfellas. Yeah. The greatest movie ever made? Yes. You were watching The Last Samurai? Shut up. You did not just say that. Dude, Shut Last up. Samurai is fantastic. I've been there. Where Ken not watch another It's was. a fine movie, but you know, no one's getting whacked like in Goodfellas, man. They kill people in The Last Samurai. Yeah, but it's like with respect and all that crap. With the samurai, it's the samurai way. This yeah. your best friend. You're not shooting your best friend in the back of the head. I never actually seen Goodfellas. What? All right, we're fixing that.
Thank you, you saw it for the first time last night. Back me up in that. Was it, was it not a fantastic That was movie? a great movie, yeah. Uh, I haven't really seen too many Martin Scorsese movies, which is surprising because I really like critically acclaimed movies and I know he's one of the best directors yeah. in the game. Um, so I was, I was uh, very impressed with the movie. The acting was phenomenal. Um, uh, Robert De Niro just killed it. Well, I was going to say, Joe Pesci got screwed for Best Supporting Actor in The Irishman. Yeah. Because I don't think Brad Pitt should have won. I mean, he was okay, but hey, I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was an overrated that movie. That was the most overrated movie in the history of I enjoyed that movie a lot. I, I don't think it was movie. bad. I think it was kind of boring. I enjoyed it, too. It was like um, Definitely for a Tarantino movie. Like, if you sat someone down and had him watching Glorious Bastards and then had him watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's night and day. Uh, just like the action and the involvement in the movie. Um, so yeah, I was a little disappointed with the lack of like, you know, action and everything until the end of the movie. Obviously, that's like, the best part. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, Scotty, you got anything to say? You got anything? Anything? Let it rip. Let the world know what's on your uh, mind. Or I should say the fifteen listeners we have, not the world, but you know, we're we we're, we're I believe how how late are we going to be to Carlson? Uh, we're probably like an hour late. Yeah. Hey, um, that's all right though. We don't want hey, to. Hey, you know what they Manchester say? City. Like, Manchester City banned. From two oh, years from the true. from the Champions League, that's yeah, huge. Wait, what what going to find yeah, thirty yeah, million. They, were, they broke UEFA rules and yeah. the transfers here. Yeah, Man City's banned from what the. Did they do? Uh, they it's it like egregious. Um, you know, they just broke the rules. They're banned on trash cans. Was it was, no, it was, it was financial like, rules. It, yeah, it was my monetary. It's very yeah. complicated. They were, they were signing to be honest. people. Yeah. They were signing people with money they didn't have. I believe it was. And now they have fined thirty million dollars on top of being out of uh, the competition that you can make they're, more than you make in the English Premier League with the, with the Champions League. Their players crazy. are gone as yeah. fast as So as a dumb can. American, how do you sign someone with money you don't have? Well, I, I know. Like I, the I paychecks totally, are rolling in, you would be like, wait a second, this is Monopoly money. How does that even work? Um, I, I honestly could not tell you. They get paid weekly wages. So if No, you, I don't even... I don't. I, I, when I said that they're signing it, people with money they don't have, it, it, I don't know. It was, some, it was some financial. Yeah, it's, it, if it was for that reason, they they give out weekly wages. So basically, you can sign a guy um, and promise him like thirty million, whatever, and then weekly wages, right? He's not going to get that thirty million up front. So you can yeah. just be paying him what you have at the time. We don't have to actually have that money. I don't know if that's the case. It's it's very complicated. And that's why in China. Issue, that's why, yeah. But yeah, it's. I feel like they wouldn't be required to have all the money on hand because that's a shit ton. Of no, money. you definitely yeah. need that money on hand. So. I, uh, but they're they're gone. So you know, congratulations. I mean, I mean, Manchester City kind of crapped the bed the last couple of years with the amount of talent they have. I mean, they won the Premier League last year though. But in the Champions League. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let you know, Mosala. Salah and the boys in red won the championship. I said they crapped the bet. Oh, Man City won the Premier League, but they lost the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. Um, but hey, the boys in red look good. Is that what they're called? They I don't even know their nickname. Yeah. Liverpool. My, my Liverpool is dominating the dojo in the Premier League. Osama. Dominating the dojo? Yeah, that's right. I think that's pitch. cultural appropriation. That would be uh, Japanese. Or Chinese. What? That would be like karate, dominating the dojo. They're oh dominating Lord. the pitch. We're, we're, we're going to spare you, listeners, um, more nonsense of this drive. We'll, we'll let you know <laughs> on the next podcast how much stuff we learned at this leadership conference that we're like going to be two hours late to. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you to our special guests um, for uh, you know, also giving your opinions. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Scott Pogatek's dynamite analysis, I must say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I feel color <laughs> Go,